This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Welcome, welcome, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham, your host here. I am excited to bring to you an Ask the Expert interview. Today, I am really pleased. I get to interview someone who's about to do something very cool in his career, but he's also done many, many cool things along the way. So I'm bringing you today Adriel Roman. He's a young award-winning filmmaker. He spends his life in captivated by creativity. He's known for his dark-minded content and vulnerable, honest. He aims to leave every viewer, whether for his art or his speech, changed in perspective. And he's about to embark on a really cool adventure coming up here soon as becoming a TEDx speaker. So, Israel, welcome to Amplify You. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, you've done some cool things. So I want to dive right into, look, what the heck, how did you get into becoming an award-winning filmmaker? That's not, a, that's not an easy achievement. So tell us all about that. It's not, it's actually one of the hardest things I've had to do up to this point, but uh, no, it's been worth every second. I actually grew up in theater. Theater was something that I had always wanted to be a part of as an actor. So I went to a magnet high school program for theater and ended up studying it in college as well. But when I moved to LA and was to college, I had this crazy revelation. I don't want to act. So I dropped out of school. Like it was this whole debacle. It was one of these defining periods of my life that I'm going to talk about in my TED Talk this January about these selfish decisions and these adolescent decisions that carried me to a lot of my uh, demises throughout, you know, my 24 years. But regardless, leaving behind college and having the time to explore myself, I had found a passion for film. I had had a longtime best friend that wanted to get into business. We didn't go to business school, but we decided to LLC. We decided to educate ourselves. We, you know, self-financed all the equipment that was coming into the company uh, from saving up a bit from, you know, our, our nine to fives up to that point. And it was just a gradual growing period. We shot some short films, some had successes, some didn't, uh, but we built up enough profile in our company to secure a $50,000 investment and uh, shoot our debut horror feature, which actually comes out on Amazon Prime Video Direct this December. Um, and that horror feature took us all over the place. We got to travel to uh, West Europe International Film Festival in Belgium, which is where we won Best Lead Actress. Uh, we've won some films in the United States, some awards, uh, second place horror feature, and just tons of official selections. So um, it's a long journey that I don't want to bog. I, I, I'm afraid to bog your whole podcast up talking about, but um, it was a lot of hardship and a lot of, you know, a lot of high risk taking. And it's, it's paying off. I'm very grateful for the decision to make the movie. That's awesome. So what makes you get into a horror movie? Like I always wonder, who are these people that made this crazy show? <laughs> what goes through your mind when you're like, do you say like, I want to be a horror filmmaker or did that just naturally happen along the way? Yeah. And see, that's the, that's why I tell, you know, 
people in the city that know our company, Rising Again Productions, we are known for dark, edgy, classy. And mm -hmm. the reason we always put those three words together is we're always in a dark space. If you even look at our earliest short films on Facebook from 2015, they had to do with really crazy topics, some that we based on real life circumstances from child molestation to, uh, you know, young death in the family. We've never really tackled a heartfelt Hallmark-like story. Um, so when we finally got the money for a feature film, it only made sense to us <laughs> that we had to shoot a horror and, and go as far into the psychological thriller realm as we could on the budget and explore those, you know, it's something we always wanted to do. So uh, the script was already written for two years before we got the investment and it was in our pile of scripts we wanted to produce and it just seemed like the best one. And we, we, have, we have at least three films are ready to start producing in 2021 as well. So uh, it was a great starting point, and I can assure you they're all going to be just as dark or horrific from, from this point <laughs> forward. <laughs> That's I awesome. don't know why I love it. <laughs> That's great. So when it comes out on Amazon Prime in December, what's it called? It's called Home. Home, um, okay. Yeah. Take a look, make sure, make sure my kids are in bed before I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. It's definitely a great show. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's wildly unique. It's only 63 minutes. Uh, it's a quick feature length film. We always wanted it to be just this high octane ride that leaves you confused for the whole 60 minutes, explains it all with twists and turns in the last three and is memorable enough to hopefully watch a second time to pick up the, <laughs> well, the first time. That's awesome. You see all the places, pieces you missed in the first, in the first go through it. And <laughs> that's awesome. Really cool. So how did you go from being a filmmaker to wanting to do a TED talk? What that's a totally different different world, yeah, no. a different realm, and not usually one that goes together. So from no, behind the camera right. to in front of the stage is very unique. What was that pivot like for you? So I think I'd always been comfortable in the idea of speaking because of my theater training. Like I, I had already been comfortable performing in audiences of six hundred plus people. I, I had been in an environment that allowed me to take that step. But really what got me there was music. So at the same time that I've been working on, you know, Rising Again Productions, which has been open for five years now, I've been producing music and getting ready for projects that still haven't released yet. They've been years in the making, but they got me the opportunity to create a show in Las Vegas. And I'm still running the show every month. It's called Triple T. It's how we met our TEDx organizer. Uh, I host this show and I give 13 artists every month the opportunity with no audition to come on stage for 15 minutes. We give them a phenomenal speaker system, an audience full of creative, positive minds, and anybody who's an artist that wants a chance to practice can come do that at our show. It's a beautiful event. TEDx really saw me as the host, uh, our organizer had reached out to me and asked if it was something I'd been interested in doing without the music for the TEDx stage. Cause I talk a lot about my life story and my music. I, I'd say the darkest parts of my life end up in my music. So you can hear that vulnerable honesty. I very much am open about the tragedies that have happened in my life. I like, I think human connection is really important and letting people in on those darknesses can help others heal. And I love to hear about other people's, you know, strifes cause it helps me heal as well in ways that I don't expect. So. She had heard that in the music and I was able to get multiple speaking opportunities just based on that conversation, which led me to ultimately um, get the approval to be on the TEDx stage. So honestly, it happened out of nowhere and I'm beyond grateful because it's a brand that I've respected my whole life. I, I love, 
love motivational speaking and it's something that I'm growing the love for more as I'm getting older. And the fact that I get to be a part of it at 24 years old baffles me beyond belief. So I'm, I'm grateful, but my short answer bringing that all home is it just kind of happened because of other things that were going on in my life. And I'm, you know, I think the best things happen like that. They're the ones you don't plan for that hit you out of left field. Sometimes those long-term plans don't happen the way you always dreamed. Yeah, and when you meet someone who's a connector, and it was a Kimberly that you met, and that, yeah, yeah well, she's, she's, such one, a... she's one of them. Sarah, Sarah was the original I met, and Kimberly yeah. got me connected with you, and it's yeah, I've made great connections through all of us. Yeah, Kimberly's such a connector. Yeah, I think it's all a lot of chance and connections, and uh, I love love that part of human connection. And uh, yeah. we have a podcaster. She calls it "That's My Irony." <laughs> Those crazy <laughs> ironies that happen in in life that you can't explain. <laughs> beautiful moments, cool. and you take them in stride because you know life balances itself out. I'm I definitely in no way, and and people know this that listen to my music. I in no way preach or resemble any religious affiliations. But if there's one thing I do believe in life is that energy is real. The energy you put out to the world comes back to you. And helping others make connections brings those connections back to you. And I think the quickest way to success is helping others succeed. Um, it's, it's just a beautiful thing in life when, when people come together and help each other put these puzzle pieces together that we work so hard and get so tunnel visioned in this idea of this is how we're going to make it. This has been my life plan. And honestly, sometimes the missing link is just someone coming in and, and giving you a hand. And one day you will return that favor, whether it's to that person or someone else. I think life goes around like that. So, you know, that's my, that's my crazy little belief. But living yeah, true to it that. so far has helped a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, speaking about uh, selfless success, that's what your talk is going to be about on, um, on TEDx. So tell us a little bit about what that's looking like. How did you come up with the topic? This is some things I'm asking personally. Sorry, audience. For myself here, this is all about me right now. <laughs> I'm interested in doing a, a TEDx talk one day. And so I would love to hear the behind the scenes of like, what, like how did you come up with your topic? And what do you choose? And then what you chose? And then how, what are you doing to prepare for? Yeah, so um, I love that question. Uh, preparing for the topic to me, when I was going through all the ideas, and I, when I when I when I got the call that I was going to be on the stage and to start, you know, coming up with topics to see if there was one that was a fit for the show, the only thing that kept coming to my head over and over was you have to do something that means so much to you and meaning me in this circumstance that others will feel that passion and something can change in their life from it. And to me, I'm not the type of person that goes into a lot of analytics. I, I deem myself a semi-educated person, even though I didn't go through a traditional collegiate study or, or was never that book smart student, but I wanted to stray away from going through an educational standpoint and in turn educate people through my stories, which is what I tell as a filmmaker, which is what I tell as a musician, which is what I know is telling stories. So I wanted to tell a story about repetitive tendencies in my life that kept leading me to the wrong place. I just wanted to talk about a low point. Like I said, I love talking about darkness. I love vulnerability. So I was like, how can I make a talk that's all about how many times I've hit a low point in my life, rock bottom, and then like crawled back up. So the consistent theme, and this was a discovery, I didn't even make this discovery in myself until I started writing the talk. Mm. That my life had been filled with, and albeit some very small ones, selfish decisions. 
you know, I will give a little bit of insight. At 16 years old, uh, my mother passed away of an overdose. Um, that was a week after my 16th birthday. Now, was that necessarily my fault or anything I could have done? No, but was what had happened before that moment was my mother asking me to stay as a 16-year-old kid, watch movies with her, eat popcorn, and I decided to go leave so I could spend the night at a girlfriend's house because I, it was my first girlfriend and she invited me over and here you have this young teenage boy that's excited about ridiculous opportunities that are going to mean nothing to my future and I tell her that she's, she needs to hang out with herself and she starts crying and I tell her she's overreacting and basically me and my mother get into this long drawn out fight where she's in tears. I leave that night and she passes away six hours later. So, you know, that was the big defining moment in my life that was a reality check to the decisions you make at any moment at any day matter. The decisions you make matter to your future and to others' future because time continuously goes forward for other people. And that was really, even though it was the biggest moment, I didn't, it was, it was only the first, it was only the first because I'm 16 years old. My brain hadn't learned that lesson. It had only learned, wow, life throws this at me. Now I deserve to, now I deserve everything because life did the worst thing to me at 16 years old. I think life is just going to give me all this joy. And I start believing that nature's going to balance itself out. But the one thing that wasn't changing while I'm waiting for life to balance itself out is that I'm still making selfish decisions that are losing me money, that are losing me friends, that are losing me things I own to the point where I lose everything in Los Angeles. I'm back on a couch in Vegas and starting from ground zero. And honestly, I could go on for days on this matter, but really selfishness always led me to a demise. And when I made that discovery, it seemed like the only thing worth talking about on this TED Talk for me was helping people realize this new discovery I made in myself. Because everything I've gotten up into even speaking with you today has come from the things I've done for my community, the things I've done to help build connections for others in my city, and those connections came back to me and I have the opportunity to speak with brilliant people like you and get promotion on wonderful podcasts like this and things that I wouldn't have been able to dream of if I was selfishly searching for it and reaching out to you for reasons that were not in anyone else's benefit but mine. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, it, I, this, this one really came from the heart for me. This one really came from the heart. Powerful lesson to learn that, you know, at such a young age too. It's uh that's got to be a, a tricky one to, to navigate through, like how figuring out the, that story, figuring out those things, but like how lucky are you to figure that out at 24 and not like 64? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, it was a lot of wisdom and, and, yeah. and uh, age that had hit me before my time. And, and mm -hmm. yeah, there's, there was a lot of benefit to being able to kickstart my life out of the things that had happened in that moment and losing my childhood young and, you know, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that that's something I try to hit on in my talks as well is like, life is full of darkness. That's why I like to talk about it. Cause I think yeah. most of us like to avoid sadness. That's mm -hmm. why the most highest grossing box office films are family films and, you know, action heavy films that take people out of reality. But mm -hmm. I like to bring people into it because facing it is beautiful. It's healing, it's therapeutic. And then there's always benefits that come from the darkness. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, you have to appreciate those too. I think that's the beauty of life.
Absolutely. My, one of my best friends was killed by a train when we were backpacking in Europe and we were 19. Wow. And uh, from that tragedy and something that I talk about on stages now too, is that, you know, from that tragedy, I, I changed the way I live my life to know, because, you know, you, you, you learn so young, like you did, that life is really short and you don't know how long you have. So, yeah. you know, I made decisions based on that tragedy and, you know, it became a blessing in disguise because I did things in my life that I never thought I would have ever done had I just, you know, gone to school, get the job, kind of done, done the normal thing without experiencing that tragedy, um, you know, wow. the same thing, right? You would have the same experiences. So however horrific they are, there's so many great blessings that come out of it, I think, too. So I'm right yeah, with you so, on I'm, I'm sorry. And, and first of all, my condolences to that. And secondly, did you witness that happen? I, we, I was uh, back at the hotel. I had broken my toes playing volleyball in Greece. And so she was with someone else that we were traveling with that we just met. So the poor guy that we just met him. Um, but yeah, we, yeah, it was, we were, we were in Europe wow. and we had to go home from there. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty, that is pretty a, hurt. That is, that is a tragic yeah. story. I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, it, it brings me back. My first and only time in Europe was going for the film. And there was times where I got lost in the city and there was so many new things to me, like the way they were driving on these roads that it was quite scary sometimes to just not know you're a tourist and you might not know these ideals and little yeah. changes that can really jeopardize your safety so i'm sorry well yeah i was like um they thought they were going to catch the next train so they decided to walk along the train tracks well not realizing that in france like the trains are going like 24 7 because that doesn't happen here so yeah. you know it's just you know it's, they just just a simple little mistake but yeah um you know that that kind of train changed the trajectory of my life for sure and yeah. those her family's obviously too and so, um, you know, come, you know, but experiencing that's been, uh, been something now that allows me to talk about those going to those dark places on, on stage, like you have been able to do in your films too. So I totally, um, I totally appreciate that you're able to, to bring that into a stage that you're going to be able to talk to that, to your mom passing. And I'm sorry, you know, I'm so sorry for that loss for you. That must've been super hard as a 16 year old and, you know, yeah. trying to figure out what to do next, right? I mean, it's so cool that you can see the the other side of that now and, and see so many things that you're doing in your life and how proud of your proud of you your mom would be, right? <laughs> I I try to think about it as often as I can. Yeah, it's uh it was you know, theater saved me. It's something I don't get to talk about too much in this TED talk. I have touched on it in other talks, but at the time she passed I was in my first major theater production in the city. Mm -hmm. Um playing a role that had 1300 lines and you know my director pretty much came up to me she had found out of my mother's passing I stopped showing up to rehearsals and she she basically looked me in my eyes Melissa Lilly I'll never forget this woman and she says look I have a lot of sympathy for what you're going through I couldn't even begin to explain or describe what you're feeling right now but I only have two choices as a director I get you to tell me and look me in my eyes and say you're going to pull this together or you need to let me get someone else because the show has to happen. Mm. And I walked back in that room and I took my glasses off. I'd been hiding behind and crying the whole week. And I just started rehearsing and I made it through the show. And honestly, like if I didn't have wow. something else Something's, to fight yeah. for that was bigger than myself, you know, I think, yeah. I think my story would have been a lot different today, to wow. be honest with you. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It could just take your, take your mind off of it and really just, um, 
something else outside of yourself to to push for amazing wow and so when you're now that you've like figured out what you're going to talk about in your TED talk what does the preparation look like do you are you doing hundreds of hours of preparing of you writing out your speech and you're rehearsing it to yourself and you're you come from an acting background so it's probably a lot easier for you than most people yeah i'm i'm used to especially from writing our our scripts our feature scripts i'm used to just tons of drafts like i always know no draft one is perfect and rarely a draft two is too so i wrote the first draft i have a coach i actually have two tedx coaches they provide me with uh, after being a part of the event so I meet with them frequently and they check up on my drafts. They tell me what's wrong with it. They tell me what's going to make it more successful, how to tie my ideals back in while using data. And honestly, if it wasn't for the coaches, I think I'd have a good talk, but it wouldn't be as strong as it is right now. So it, I'm very thankful for the TEDx brand um, and everyone at TEDx Tenea Paseo for providing me with coaches that are helping me make this talk something that you know, I hope is remembered on their YouTube platform and, okay. and can help plenty of people beyond the live stream on January 16th. Yeah, that's super exciting. Well, I'm so glad that we've been able to have a sneak peek into your story and what you're going to be talking about. And we'll look forward to uh, hearing all about it on January 16th. And um, where can people find out more about like what you're up to and also where can they find out where to find the tickets for the TEDx event? Yeah, so uh, TEDx, you can go to ted.com slash TEDx slash event. Mm -hmm. It's in the Tanea Paseo uh, independent organized TEDx event section. Uh, or you could just Google 12 hours to impact. Uh, it's basically a 12 hour live stream on January 16th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, where you can spend, uh, it's about $47 to get a live stream 12 hours with like so more speakers than you could imagine you're going to hear in 12 hours. It's going to be some of the most educating and powerful uh, 12 hours of your life for those that get to attend it. But for those that don't, you know, within the year, a lot of these will make it to the TEDx YouTube platform. But the point of the live stream is they're trying to capture that magic of being there in the audience and hearing these speakers really speak to you one-on-one. -on -one. And I've gotten a sneak peek at how the live stream works. And I have to say that it it's going to be a beautiful experience. So anybody should look up Tanea Paseo, 12 hours to impact and uh, check me out with at least 30 plus other speakers that are going to grace the stage. That day. Awesome. I love that. I love the 12 hours to impact. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's, what a way to start off the year. Like, Oh my gosh. That's yeah. what I mean. Like it's January. It's, it's 15 days after the new year. You're basically for anybody who has a resolution of, you know, taking a step in entrepreneurship for taking a step out of a dark place in their life. Or if you just need to get inspired to find out what your next step is, like, I don't know. My coaches are also speakers at this event and I've heard their stories and I am not the only one that's speaking on life from a very vulnerable place. And I, I know that there's going to be more of that than people expect at this event. And you're going to hear some powerful stuff. And I, I'm, I would be shocked if I'm not moved within any of those 12 <laughs> hours. And I have to be there the whole 12 hours. So trust me, I'm going to know. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful process. And for anybody that wants to look up what me and my company are doing, you can find us at risingagain.productions. That's our official website. Uh, you can find links to our Facebook where you'll see our horror feature film. You could find our horror feature film at thisisnotyourhome.com. Uh, but regardless of that, guys, please, the ultimate thing that you can do for me this January is 
come on down to the TEDx live stream event. Awesome. Well, thanks, Adriel, for joining us today and Amplify Your Family. Make sure you go check out his TEDx event and also don't forget to watch Home on Amazon Prime in December. <laughs> and you'll yeah. know the crazy mind behind it. You've had a chance to listen in to some of his, some of his, uh, some of his genius that we've heard today. So thanks for joining us, Adriel. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. And I'm, I'm really grateful that you have, have a podcast platform that lets people do this. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Have a great one. You as well. Amplify you family. Stay safe. And until next week, uh, go out there and amplify you. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.